is the three-point shot. All right, welcome back to the three-point shot. Again, coming to you from three different states to the point where I'm going to stop hyping it up every time because like everything else in 2020, this is being done over Zoom. I'm Zach. Colin is here and newly 22 Taylor Swift-year-old Ben Fisher is here. Ben, happy birthday. How are you guys doing? I'm feeling 22, Zach. Did I, did I do it? Did I do a Taylor Swift? <laughs> I asked that exact question at 12.03 on my birthday. I said, I, somebody, uh, I can't remember if it was my sister or my brother, walked into the room and said, hey, happy birthday. And I just went, thank you. I am feeling 22. I'm just and I was pretty proud of myself. I'm just surprised you were awake at 12.03. I mean, that is fair. Uh, there was boxing going on. Ah, true. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. We don't have a plan, but we usually get to well, that. Well, I, I will say greatest ring entrance of all time, just to start us with the greatest to start us with the greatest thing ever. I'm just going to get in my boxing early, and then we can move on to stuff we all care about. And everyone has turned off the podcast. Continue. <laughs> it was Canelo Alvarez fighting. Mexican fighter, absolute legend, probably best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. So his walkout was one of my favorite things ever. All the lights go down in the arena, and then it's a spotlight on one guy in like a mariachi jacket playing the trumpet. And he's playing just sort of generic, like old Western, like Mexican sounding trumpet stuff. Pretty hype. And then an entire mariachi band is lit up and they played the final countdown, but mariachi style. And it was the greatest thing I've ever heard. Like I was literally like, okay, this is pretty lit. And then there's just like a single strum of the guitar and the trumpet goes. Hey, careful, careful. I don't know if we have like the copyright to that, but this is my cover version. You get you get like two and a half seconds of free use. So it's... Oh, that's good. <laughs> I do not have the rights to Bill Joel's moving out. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So I have that's a, good because that genuine... was two and a half seconds of another copyrighted piece of media. <laughs> I have a genuine question that is maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever said, but I have to ask it. Because the phrase pound for pound always makes me think of this. If I taught an ant how to box, could I call that ant the best pound for pound fighter in the world? Uh, I mean, it would have to be. It would. It would have to be good. But yeah, <laughs> if that ant was absolutely first of all, I think you've just invent like if we ever figure out how to do that, like. The fact that Michael Douglas, in character in Ant-Man, isn't just running an ant fight club now that he can mind control ants is, is a real tribute to him. Is that That's not animal abuse, is it? Would it be? Think, I, I don't know. I'm going to need I'm going to need somebody Probably. to check the legality on whether or not we can start uh, an ant cockfighting ring. <laughs> I, th- I think that might be in the thing of so dumb, no legal authority would stop us. Somebody would just call just like. Hey, coppers, I got a tip for you. There's an animal fighting ring going on. Oh, yeah? What is it? Dog fighting? No, ant fighting. I mean, Marvel did make two movies about that, but... Uh, but no, I, I'm talking about, like, ant prize fighting. Uh, no, and I'd like... <laughs> Imagine to... wrapping their tiny little... I don't even think they have knuckles. Well, yeah, they don't. So can, can ants stand on their... I guess they can. I'd imagine ants can stand on their hind. Could you imagine? That's four arms flying at you, coming at to try to domesticate them, which like Michael Douglas did do. So it can't be that hard. 
Well, it was really mind control. <laughs> well, yeah. Which, again, is also Don King's strategy, and he's been very successful so, in boxing. Though, I, I think in the movie, they did kind of hand wave people getting mad about animal rights violations because he was, again, ants. But he, I think they explain at one point that he's like, no, I'm not mind controlling them. I'm just asking them to do things, and they do it without fail every time. Uh, <laughs> As I would if somebody was just sort of walking around wearing those well, big ant squishing shoes. Well, I, would, I mean, yeah, if I, I was would, an ant and I walked into my room, <laughs> like, I would also do I, anything Michael Douglas asked if he walked into my room. If 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 another being that size spoke my language for the first time and was like, "Hey, can you like punch this dude?" I wouldn't really think about it. I no. You got you got big fella in your corner. But anyway, to answer the original question, which, yes, was very stupid. Yes, <laughs> if you can train an ant to box and get them some sort of sanctioned fights, I will work on your behalf on getting them uh, onto those pound-for-pound pound, uh, power rankings. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea where to go from there, honestly. We have, uh, we have taken a turn. This asked, this uh, sparked when I asked you guys how you were doing. So, <laughs> hey, you asked me about my birthday. Well, I know exactly what kind of questions to ask to keep us uh, talking about the big stuff. I've already written down like three possible titles for this episode and we're like five <laughs> minutes in. So we're doing good. Colin still has not gotten a haircut. Uh, I have not, again, no. Again, bad radio, but the flow looks good. Soon you're going to have to start rocking man buns though. This, the, uh, yes, uh, I'm not sure it grows in the right directions to do that. Hey, don't knock it till <sighs> you say it. Um, anyway, what else happened this week? Uh, Maryland football did not play. Maryland basketball did not play since we last talked about them. Maryland women's basketball played. They won because they're good. Uh, that's really it. Maryland football also declined an invitation to a bowl game, which is good. like declining an invitation to play in a bowl game. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it. We're one of the only teams to have two separate COVID outbreaks in one season to force cancellations. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. Not on on top of losing a game to another team's COVID outbreak, it, the amount of COVID outbreaks really, really makes you scratch your head and think, should we have done this? Uh, Look, but we did anyway. I get what well, we the did, but they out. did. We can start with the college football playoff. And I saw this morning, it was like a Brian Fowler, who's the ESPN uh, uh, Saturday Night Football guy. And he was like, someone was like, do you think the committee, like the college football selection committee, will ever change it from the four best teams to the four most deserving teams? Because then you get teams like Cincinnati, like Texas A&M, you know, in there. Uh, even Coastal, when you think about it. But also like four teams – it's going to be Bama, Clemson, and Ohio State and Notre Dame every year. Obviously, that's not exactly true, but pretty much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So, like, Did you guys see where Davos Swinney had Ohio State in his poll voting, by yeah, the way? Nick Saban both had them low. He had Ohio State at 11, right? Or no, not- Nick Saban had them fifth, which yeah. is reasonable. Davos Swinney had them 11th, which I think is my favorite petty thing ever. They played and also – They played, like, one good Big Ten team. Two. Oh, I know. They played Northwestern, but – uh. Other than that, like we we know firsthand how good Northwestern can be. Yeah, well, they were just, I guess speaking just underrated of, when we played them. I guess speaking of Clemson, you got to talk about it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars? Question mark. 
The Jets won a football game. Yeah, that's really somehow. Colin, I want to start on this. So for those who didn't watch and don't follow football, why are you listening to this? But for those more importantly who are into this, the Jets won, making giving them the first win of the season. So they're now what one in fourteen, one in thirteen? One in thirteen, I think. One yeah. 13. Yeah, it was week fourteen. So or we could yeah, they're one and thirteen. So now because of the Jags, they fall out of the first spot, so they don't get Trevor Lawrence. Now Sam Darnold looked good, but that's not the important thing. I saw a conspiracy theory that I know we love on this pod that Bill Belichick of the Patriots yeah. Let <laughs> yeah. beat them last week just so he could say, hey, we'll let you beat us if you let the Jets beat you. That way Trevor Lawrence doesn't end up in the AFC East. And if that ain't Bill Belichick playing the biggest mind games ever, I don't know what is. And Ben, I know you're I, a Patriots fan, and I know you respect the hustle there, but th- that's not – like if that came out in five years, ten years, or after Bill Belichick dies even, that like that actually happened during this season, would it be the worst thing? Don't. Don't isn't one of the Jets' last two games against the Patriots? Probably, I don't know. I it would I wouldn't put it past Bill Belichick to intentionally throw a game to ensure the Jets. Yeah, to ensure the Jets win two games. The Jets play the Uh, next week, and then the Patriots. I mean, at this point, let's just go for it. Like we've had, we've had worse. It's never going to be our worst loss to the jets because they blew us out in a playoff game at home in like 20, 2009 or 2010. Mark Sanchez. Like, like, honestly, I think just, uh, it'll be worse for Jets fans. Cause I think even if they don't get the number one pick and they lose to us and they go one and 15, I think it'll be bad, but I think the temporary instinctive high they would get from beating us. They would beat us and be like, we beat the Patriots. And then they would all be sitting in their chairs after the game. So like, we should not have done that. We have <laughs> that the number was a three bad idea. Yeah, I saw a stat today, actually. <laughs> We're picking um, Justin Fields. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a stat today. Uh, Dak Prescott, who I believe has not played since week four, week five. Uh, four or five. Yeah, that sounds four right. Or five. Yeah. Has more passing yards than Sam Darnold. Uh, still, like right now, statistically. It's just like two weeks when Joe Flacco got his starring yeah. moment. And Dak Prescott, first, he's got a really bad cramp going. Is yeah. all I know about his injury. <laughs> Sam Darnold, I would, I would not take over Daniel Jones no matter what. I would take Sam Darnold over Colt McCoy in an instant. Uh, I don't how know. dare you? Colt McCoy is a national runner-up with the University of Texas. They were I, back. They weren't. Uh, shout out to uh, to the main man Jabril Peppers as he said in an interview he was super excited when he learned that the Browns had traded for Odell before he checked Twitter and found that he was the one <laughs> traded for Odell and got very upset. Oh, that's so sad. Jabril's <laughs> a hometown guy. Jabril's from Jersey, so we like him here. We treat him well. So he hasn't had a bad year. No, you don't. You're New York fans. You don't treat anyone. Says the Boston fan. You. Walked you right love in. our guys. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Giants <laughs> last night. I texted you guys. I'm home like now. It was first Sunday. I've been home in a long time. First time I could watch the Giants at home, except the game where Daniel Jones went down. But I'm watching, and I'm like Sunday night football. It's our first Sunday night game of the season. We can like you know do something big here. You know, stun the Browns who are coming off of a tough loss. Like let's do it. Let's let's make it here. And they played the worst football they've played all year. 
not fun to watch. Uh, no one was good. Evan Engram was named a pro bowler today, which like why statistically, <laughs> statistically he's the second best tight end in the NFC, despite only having one touchdown. He's like second in yards and like second in receptions, but he's so inconsistent. It is like, he cost us that game against Philly. Uh, yeah. The time we lost to you guys. Like it's, it was uh, not, uh, not fun. Uh, watching the Giants yesterday, and now there's a real, real chance that a nameless team is going to win the division. Technically, they have a name. Yeah, the Washington football team is going to win. Yeah. To quote, to quote Jim Croce, they I'm got back. a name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it really it's a <clears throat> it's an incredible feat from Chase Young. I think uh, you know <laughs> really what he was able to do. Uh, to that to that defense, I think has really kind of changed the way Washington's been playing this year. And obviously, you know, Alex Smith, a great guy to rally around. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, a terrible guy to rally around. I saw that he was <laughs> out partying massless after he lost last week. Just this, just this week, like the night well, after if, he lost, was out partying in, with strippers in Seattle. Um, in in Haskins' defense, if you were having the season he was having. Wouldn't you be looking for a non-play-related reason to get benched? Like, I mean, you would just be like, no, it's not that I'm not playing because... <laughs> it's not that I'm not playing because I'm terrible. It's because I caught a deadly disease off of a Seattle lady of the night. And I'm the first person to use that phrase in about 75 years. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Chase Young, I mean, in terms of a guy to be like, solely your franchise for a while that's the guy you want yeah and I mean they still got obviously Terry McLaurin who I think is criminally underrated no, uh, Terry Terry think, you'd think he'd have a better connection with Haskins but <laughs> no one has a good connection with Haskins apparently very those, true. Those certainly Seattle not the University of Maryland <laughs> remember he was supposed to be committed to Maryland yeah, and then he destroyed us in that game where uh, we went to overtime. Yep. Yeah, not fun. I say we, nope. but uh, I don't go there anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, are finals over, like, for you guys? I'm, like, 90% sure I'm done. I, I, I'm not yeah, going to do se- anything. The, sem- the semester is over. I will if put I the have, headlines at ease. If I have more to do, I'm not doing it. So, for me, it's done. So. <laughs> Good way to think of it. Um, yeah, what else happened in the NFL this week? I'm trying to think. Nothing huge. Uh, the Jets won. Oh, Falcons um, blew another game against Tom Brady. Ah, yes. We must talk about the Falcons. Uh, yeah, that's what so I was, what was, was going to be. What was the score? It was 17 nothing, and then 24 to 7. Yeah. Uh, and then it ended. I mean, they had to know what was about to happen. I think they've blown. You know, win probability is stupid, but is fun when I can use it to punch down on the Falcons. Uh, I think they've blown four or five games where they had an over 95% win probability at one point in the game. Um, That's not good, right? Uh, no, it's obscene. Uh, <laughs> th- this is a team that forgot, like, what an onside kick is. Uh, if you remember that, so, yeah, we were watching frankly, Yeah, the Falcons are just what what on earth did that Super Bowl do to them? Because they have not they have been it's not even like they had a bad hangover from a loss. Like the Rams 
had a year or two where they were like not great and they've kind of recovered but the falcons lost that game and were bad and they've <laughs> just gotten worse like i i think we just destroyed their spirits like, I, I don't think there's anything more to, like, I think it's, it's, I genuinely can't explain it. It's like, you know, um, you, you know, uh, I can't remember her name, but in Avatar The Last Airbender, the girl who, like, hits the pressure points, and then it's just like, I can't figure out what's wrong with me, but I can't do my thing. It's, that's what we did to them. It's just like, okay, visually, you're still a football team. And you still have talented players, but you're you're never you are never ever 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 going to be good again. Are we? Yeah. Are, how how long does it have to be before it's declared a curse? And also, what would the curse be called? I because like they haven't won before that. But it yeah, feels I'm it not feels sure. like this is a compounding curse on their long term mediocrity as a franchise. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at this point, after this year, you got to imagine they blow it up, right? They fired. I the would. They fired the coach. There's nobody left. Matt Ryan's over the hill. Julio Jones is not necessarily over the hill, but frankly, I wouldn't want to be there if I was him. So I can't imagine he hangs around for forever. Uh, I don't think I can name a single player on their defense. So. I was about to say Manti Teo, but I don't think he's there. I thought Manti Teo was with the Saints. I think you're right. Is Vic Beasley still there? None of us know. This is sort of yeah. the point you're making, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I suppose. Oh, wait. Grady Jarrett. Yep, I got one. Maybe Manti Teo's girlfriend still plays for Atlanta, though. That's possible. Boy, that's, uh, that's a very, It seems like, it seems very, like that's who they have cover the other, other team's number one receiver. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a very, very old joke. I feel like anybody old enough to listen to a podcast that we do uh, is also too old to have been on social media to see the joke. Uh, Not really. It happened when we were fourteen or 13 or 14. It was 2012. Yeah, well, maybe. He was also a Heisman finalist as a linebacker, which I feel like is not talked about enough. Because, you know, maybe there's something distracting about the story of Manti Teo's college career that might detract from any on-field accomplishments. I forget he's in the NFL sometimes. That is Most times. Always, uh, I think is actually. (laughs) I think he played for the Chargers at one point, maybe. He did. He played for the – I think he got drafted by the Chargers. I don't don't know. Uh, (laughs) He hasn't been worth remembering, so – no, not really. This it's, is a it's this, nice, this, it's, He's appropriate for Notre Dame because he was a lot of promise, and then it's just like, okay, and now we're on the big stage, and you're mediocre again. Yeah. Well. God, I'm so excited for Notre Dame and it, for just the whole college football playoff I'm excited for because it's four teams I don't like, so no matter who loses in each matchup, I'm happy. Same. Like, if there's any team I actually want to win, it's Alabama. Believe it or not, like usually I hate them, but they're a very likable team this year. Like I like Mac Jones. I like. I just the- hate them less than everybody else. Yeah, like, I hate Ohio State. Obviously, I hate Clemson because I hate Dabo Sweeney. I hate Trevor Lawrence. I hate 
But I, you hate I, Trevor Lawrence. What has Trevor Lawrence done? I don't know. He's <laughs> been really good for Davos oh, Swinnick. I like Travis. Wow. He's fun. Uh, Notre ETN's Dame. a heck of a player. Notre Dame, I, I know the least about, but they're also Notre Dame. So, like, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I will. I will never like Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they're meant for. Uh, NBA coming, <laughs> NHL coming back too. Like, I, yeah. The, oh yeah, your bold prediction literally came true within like hours of the podcast ending, recording ending last week. Yeah, I, I predicted it a couple weeks ago. Uh, the plan's finalized now; it's set in stone. Um, you were worried. I was like, "Don't worry, they'll play. They'll play." Uh, new new division alignments for the season. Uh, they're kind of funky, and I don't care for them because the Flyers went from a loaded division to a, a different loaded division well according which to is, which wait, is who's both. who's who's in, who's in your division according to ESPN, um, no one well <laughs> that's true yeah. forgot about that i i can't i can't say what my what my exact statement was but when espn tries to cover hockey uh it's it's just sad uh so stop doing it espn you're not good at it so stop it, <laughs> yeah hang on let me google the new nhl divisions talk amongst yourselves while i do this uh, NBA, Ben, we'll touch on that while Colin looks for it. NBA comes back this week. I was watching none of the preseason games. I thought it'd be pretty cool, but Kevin Durant- Celtics got rocked twice. Kyrie Irving was burning like sage yeah. and like incense along the sideline at the at the TD yeah, Garden. I, yeah, he was like doing rituals for TD Garden, like, and somebody said somebody said like Nets are one and zero when Kyrie Irving expels demons from the arena. I just can't. I just can't tell like. I'm 50-50 between, like, with all his stuff with, like, the media and the stuff he does. I'm 50-50 between, like, does he just sort of recognize who he's become as, like, a cartoon character and just mess with people? But I think he's genuinely this weird. Yeah. Like, like I don't be. think you would, He's not like, Kawhi Leonard Apple Time weird, but, I mean, he's weird. No, but I think, like, I think... Apple Time. <laughs> you could be, you could be pretty weird, but I think driving yourself out of, like, a up-and-coming team like the Celtics, I think you would stop committing to the bit at some point. Fultz got paid a king's ransom for not being very good. Uh, that happened today. So, $50 million for three years, I think I saw. Who got paid? Markel Fultz. Oh yeah, there were a few deals like that. Um, yeah. Why? Why? Like, so, why? He's he's he keeps showing flashes. Also, Gordon Hayward injured. Uh, As like broke finger, he'll be fine. But. Water wet, sky blue. Gordon Hayward what? injured. Uh, Are you going to cover the Hornets in Wilmington? No, Charlotte's like two hours away. Oh, and I'm also not doing sports really, but. What team would you cover if you did sports? The UNC Wilmington. UNC Wilmington. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like professional sports. I guess Charlotte or like, yeah, Charlotte. Panthers and Hurricanes. And I think being in North Carolina is pretty easy because two of the teams have the state's name. Yeah. Well, not North, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) Uh, That's fair, actually. A pedantic but not unfair point. Uh, All right, yeah. here is Colin Coyne with the 2021 NHL division alignments, Colin. Yeah, so to the tune of Yakko Warner's Capital <laughs> Countries of the World. Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, that's probably copyrighted too. <laughs> uh, so we got Northwest, Central, and East divisions. North is just all the Canadian teams. Canadian the West team, yeah. is the West is, you know, 
every team you would expect to be in the West and then Minnesota. Uh, uh, Central is Tampa, Florida, Nashville, Detroit, Dallas, Columbus, Chicago, and Carolina. Um, That's a pretty weak division, all things considered. Uh, If Tampa Bay can actually, like, field a team, if they fix their salary cap, uh, they should be able to just dominate that division. Uh, the the hardest division is the East Division, where you got Boston, who's a really talented, likely playoff potential cup contender, Buffalo, who is nothing, New Jersey, who is nothing, the Islanders, also a cup contender, uh, Rangers, team very much team very much on the rise, uh, Flyers, dark horse cup contender, uh, Washington, cup contender, and Pittsburgh, on the decline, but. When you have Sidney Crosby, there's always a chance you can do something. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Ottawa uh, is going to get absolutely stomped in the Canadian division. I feel bad. Ottawa would get stomped in any division. They're they bad. would. They would. But Calgary is like the team closest to them in talent. Edmonton's really good. Toronto is supposed to be really good. Vancouver is supposed. The... I'm calling the Canadian division the A League. Vancouver's like, supposed like to be really good. Um, Colin, I do have a question for you as our senior hockey analyst. I was just thinking about this. Uh, the NHL overtime regular season is three on three, right? Yeah. For how long? So you get a five-minute five three-on-three period, sudden death, and then you go shootout. Okay. If the three of us were those three players and we can pick one active NHL goalie and we face any three active NHL players plus one goalie, who do you think we could not beat, but at least go the five minutes with? So this is assuming we have a really good goalie, we right? Goalie. So who would you pick as the goalie? And then who are the four guys we're up against? Well, I, I would uh, – so it has to be active. They all, have to be, they all have to be on the same team, though. Like, you got to pick a team we go up against. Okay. But you um, any goalie. Senators. No, we're facing I the would, Senators. No, I would actually face Detroit. Okay, we're facing uh, the Red Wings. <laughs> Larkin, Larkin would be tough to deal with, but I don't even know who they have. In, oh, Wait, who's play, no, okay, Detroit who's what position for us in our three before we pick them? Uh, we, we just we – just, Can either of you ice skate? Yeah. Very little. I can't, I can't hockey, at all. I can't so, hockey level skate, but I can skate in like a circle. I can't I at all. No matter how good skaters we are, we're not professional hockey players, so it doesn't I matter. But like, give me five minutes on the wall, and then I'm doing circles. So to answer your question, even with maybe the Messiah himself in net, none, none, none. Okay. We wouldn't yeah. last 45 seconds. Okay. Uh, we would lose the faceoff, and they could probably take a shot from center ice and score. Uh, okay. That's all I need. I don't to. think that's true, but they would just get set up in the zone and pass so, the puck well, around. For a hockey podcast, I saw this thing about that, like, after a certain number of overtimes, I guess, in playoff play, they drop a second puck. Is that true? Of course it is no. not true. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. That would be, it is, like, seven a, overtimes or something? Or am I thinking about I think it? the longest ever was a seven-overtime game. Um, the longest in the modern era, because I'm sure there were games. There was, like, a nine-overtime one in, like, the teens. Okay. Yeah. Longest in the modern era was was Flyers-Penguins. Uh I think very early aughts, late nineties. Uh, Keith Primo won it, I believe. If, if I believe it's Primo, uh, won it deep into the seventh overtime. And Even if it's this, not, you can say it is. We're not going to. Yeah, check. and then ju- and then just this past playoff, uh, Tampa Columbus took one. Uh, Tampa won it early in the seventh. 
they got close. They were very close to to challenging the record there. But uh, you know who who was Corpus Allo had what, like yeah. ninety saves. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he was so close. I really wanted him to get a hundred saves, but uh, oh, me too. Everyone was out of gas at that point because they stopped. So for overtimes in the playoffs that just keep going, they stop doing like commercial breaks. So you'll do like a 20 minute period break and then like a 10 minute break and then like one commercial break at like halfway through the period. So like they intentionally give you less and less rest though. I will say uh, that Tampa Columbus game definitely looks more like a hockey game in the seventh period in the seventh overtime than uh, any overtime game I've ever seen go that long. I've seen games go into the third overtime and everybody just looks like they're skating in mud. It, it, but they were playing hard. Uh, yeah. Hockey is, is the most like, obviously like football. Cause like you're getting hit in the head repeatedly, but hockey, like with how fast you have to move and like skating is hard. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you just look at, if you want to see how punishing it is, just look at the fact that like a long shift is like 75 seconds. Yeah. Like you'll play like the guys who do them hockey's 60 minute game. The guys who do the absolute most will play 20 minutes of the game. And that will be considered like a, a marathon. Like that's like, if a guy plays 20 minutes, like the best defenseman on your team will probably play maybe a couple over 20 minutes every game. And no that's in the playoffs. In the playoffs, it gets a little bit. Different. Well, yeah. In, in the playoffs, if you're losing, you shorten the bench a little bit. Uh, in the playoffs, everything gets weird. But in a regular season game, between 20 and like 25 minutes, you're, you're like a freak of nature if you're pushing on. No forward's ever really going to get that much unless you get overtimes just because – well, defensemen kind of just get to stand there if they're on offense, uh, whereas forwards are always moving. But, you know, I'd rather do that than play football where literally every play is a small contained explosion directly centered on my head. Yeah. Um, speaking of professional players uh, being much better than amateurs like ourselves, did you see what Daryl Morsell said about Jalen Smith uh, performing so far in the preseason? No. Okay, I'll pull it up because it was hilarious. Daryl Morcel is very funny. Hopefully he gets better this season at basketball. Anyway, here's what he said. Someone asked him um, uh, I gotta find it. Someone asked him like if he's been watching Jalen Smith at all. Uh, and he said he looks he, he said he, he doesn't watch him all the time because Aaron Wiggins will watch the whole game but uh, Morcel likes to watch whenever Sticks is playing. So they've watched him in the preseason. Morcel said he looks good, though. He likes it out there. He looks small, though. I don't know if it's the hair or the NBA guys are just enormous, but that's the first thing I told him. I was like, you look short. You look like a little boy out there. I guess he took it to heart. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I love that so much, though. Like, I, does, think, I think... Like, he feels smaller with, like, the shorter hair. Like, <laughs> Yeah, also, though, he didn't... I thought he ditched the glasses. Like, based on his photos, he didn't ditch the glasses. So that's good. Uh, I'm so glad he didn't. Yeah, I mean he can't. Yeah, like if you're if you're a major athlete in like college or the pros, and you're not using interview opportunities to just roast your friends, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. Jalen Smith. Let's just sit in silence for a while now. Let's truly just let 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 it mar- let let's marinate over the concept of the fact that the Jets won a football game. Because we, I think, I don't think it's properly sunk in for some of the viewing audience that the Buffalo Bills won the division and then the Jets won a game. And I'm not sure which of those I thought was more likely, but it certainly wasn't neither of them. Uh, That's fair. I want to, I want to hate the Bills, but just like they're so fun and they have Stefan Diggs. And like uh, Josh Allen seems cool, and all their fans seem so like happy and nice. They're all excited. And, yeah, uh, I, I wish they'd be easier to hate. The Bills are very likable. Like I, I know. know. <laughs> the Bills are the gonna Bills be- are likable, and the Bucks are hateable. So it's it's a pretty fun. Uh, yeah, if that ends they, up being the Super Bowl, that would be for Bucks one Ben's okay. nightmare. Uh, but. I'm gonna be honest. As long as I got my snacks and my drinks, you can't have a bad Super Bowl for me. Uh, who are you guys thinking uh, MVP? NFL MVP? Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, if if we're not going quarterback, then it's- just for vi- just for viral content. If we are going quarterback, it it, it is a quarterback. Listen, Derrick Henry's having a heck of a season, but I. I believe hell will have frozen over the day that the writers pick a non-quarterback for MVP again. Like it took like transcendent skill, which Henry does have, but Henry is so good. He is. He keeps throwing large grown men and, and I refuse to change despite the fact that I object. Like, I know I'm wrong. I know if this was a real prediction, I would pick somebody else. I mean, Tannehill has been really good these past few weeks too. All right, calm down. He hands the ball off so good. <laughs> there's there's that TikTok audio of, of Stephen A. Smith. Who's Smith arguing with? What's what's that Kellerman. guy on the Max thing Kellerman. with Kellerman? Yeah, I hate Kellerman, by the way. Max Kellerman, you're on my list. Um, yeah, no, he's but he's Kellerman's like Tannenhill for MVP. He's got the stats. He's got the numbers. He's got the blah. And Stephen A. Smith just goes, yeah, yeah, I can't argue with any of that. But I'm not sold. And that's really that's really my response when people are like Tannenhill for MVP. I was like, yeah, like statistically, so everything you've said is your MVP. Me personally, I Jaylen I feel <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I feel honestly like Aaron Rodgers is probably gonna win it. That's the thing. Um, Henry deserves it so much. Yeah, Rodgers has 40 touchdowns, but like Henry deserves Rogers it. Deserves, objectively, Rodgers deserves it more than Derrick Henry. I just really like the way he's been playing. Even though this whole crazy run started with him killing us last year. Also- he, had a great, he had a great year last year, but it feels like he like busted up to superstar status in those playoffs, yeah. which started with, with killing us. He's going to be the new uh, number one overall fantasy pick next year. Oh, my God. He's – I mean – my brother has. Have you ever seen? Have you? I think we've talked about this before, but have you ever seen the picture of him when he was in the national championship game? And there was, uh, they were doing. It was Alabama. I can't remember who it was, but they were the honorary captain was Mark Ingram, who was not a small dude. Yeah, and, and he just looked like just a child. To Derek Henry. Yeah, Derek Henry, Henry is a 
beast. Henry physically just reminds me of all those photos of Sean Oakman that were going around. <laughs> that one where he oh. just looked like a monster. What and a like... blast from the past. Uh, yeah. Modern I mean... Dick. Absolute monster. Yeah, it'll be interesting what happens to Henry in the next couple of years, just with the shelf life of a running back. Especially of like a brute force back like that. You got to imagine you're putting a lot of... He turns 27 in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying... Yeah, Frank Gore just... in touchdowns, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> Frank Gore might also just be a man built out of whatever they build. I just pulled up Frank Gore's <laughs> Wikipedia page, and the picture is Gore with the 49ers in 2012. <laughs> yeah. Is it Frank Gore's son going to play in college next year? <laughs> Probably. The dude's been around forever. It's ridiculous. And people are like, he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because he was never the greatest at one. I was like, okay, I can see the argument of like, oh, he was never the greatest. Uh, He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame if you played for like five years. But I feel like at a certain point, you should get in just on playing forever. Like, And also his counting stats are good. He's third all time in run. It's the same, like, He's, he's sort of the running back equivalent of Nolan Ryan, where it's like he was always good, he was never the best, and he hung around so long that his counting stats are ridiculous. Yeah, I, I just, people are, well, to be fair, people are stupid, so that's probably that why true. people have, people have those opinions because they're wrong, and that Frank is Gore, it. But Frank okay. is a Hall of Famer. There's, yeah, absolutely. No, it's not even a question. If he's, um, if he's not a Hall of Famer, we torch the building, and I want that on the record. If Frank Gore doesn't get into the Hall of Fame and the Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio burns down, chances are I was involved. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, we just need to call T.O., and I'm sure he'd, he'd love to help burn it down, too. Frank so. Gore <laughs> is, uh, is currently playing. He is a <laughs> back for Southern Mississippi. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. He's That's... He's not like, great, but he's not he's not bad. I mean, given that it's Southern Mississippi, like I mean, he's probably going to retire from football before his dad does. He did have sixty six yards in one game against Tyrell Pigram and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. So, oh, uh, speaking of Terps, uh, Ty Johnson, big part of that Jets. Oh win. yeah, Ty. Jo- I I completely forget Ty Johnson is on the Jets. Uh, for some reason, I just still think he's on the Lions, even though I know for a fact that he isn't. Played like two games. Uh, yeah, I, but that's the that was the first time he played, so I kind of forget he's in somewhere else now. Especially because it's the Jets, uh, and they're the worst. Uh, here's a question I got. So I feel like every year there's one team that's clearly like atrocious, and then there's always secretly another team that ends up being worse. Like this year, you got the Jets and the Jags, where like everybody clowns on the Jets for being terrible. And then the Jags are also just as terrible, but nobody talks about it. And then, like last year, you had the Dolphins and the Bengals, where like the Dolphins were the punching bag. Everybody's like, oh, they suck. And then the Bengals took 14 weeks to win a football game. Like, why does that happen? Why do we not talk about the actual worst team, just the one that's funnest to punch down at? I think just because. They're like it depends on who's funnier. Like the jet, the you also remember the Jaguars are in Jacksonville. Well, yeah, the Jets are in, and well, the yeah, Jets are in New York. Jaguars. Well, they're in New Jersey. Whatever. 
They're New York adjacent. Um, I think it just sort of, it's who becomes more of a dumpster fire. And also just sort of, I think it's sort of chosen before the season even. Like you get like, this year it was just the Jets are going to be terrible. And like the ja- like the Jaguars were expected to be bad, but I think they were expected to be like four and twelve bad, as opposed to potentially one and fifteen bad. Hell, the Bengals are two ten and one. Um, well, to to be fair to the Bengals, how could you have planned for your hot shot rookie's knee to vanish like that, that like Copperfield true. in the Wall of China? Like it just was gone suddenly. Um, First, David Copperfield referenced on our <laughs> podcast. I, I never thought we'd get there, but I think we may need to. I think this may be our last episode because we finally achieved our goal. Uh, no more jobs. Sure. The New no York Jet Dogs. My no more jobs is uh, Freddie Kitchens. I don't want to dwell on it. He was filling in for Jason Garrett, play caller yesterday, and uh, didn't call any plays. So, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Giants. Wait, lock. you guys just stood there? Pretty much, yeah. We we snap uh, the ball to Daniel Jones, hand it to the other team. We got into uh. the zone. we got into the red zone. We had fourth and five from the uh, from the from the seven, so it would have taken us to the two yard line, or we could have just gone for you know a field goal. We uh, decided to fake the field goal and take a shot at the end zone and didn't get it. Uh, so, Sounds about right. Yeah, and this was uh, this was um, checks notes the first play like the first drive of the first quarter. Uh, I'm not kidding. We did that. Uh, yeah. So not, not good. I don't know what was happening there. And Riley Dixon, our punter, who's, was also, he was the one throwing it, uh, had a wide open lane to run in himself, but still decided to just throw it away. So that's it. No more jobs, pretty much to Freddie Kitchens, but also the entire New York Giants, uh, organization. Colin, you, you go, I'm still thinking. All right, so I am going to give no more jobs to uh, Howie Roseman's uh, QB factory because I'm going to suggest he closes down the QB factory and rebrands as the QB controversy factory because, Jesus, I can't listen to the radio any year in Philadelphia for the past five years, for the past five years, just because it's always a quarterback controversy. Do we – do we go with Bradford or Wentz? And then we traded Wentz and it was Wentz. And then Wentz ha- went out and he was okay. his rookie year. Then he went out and he was great. And then Foles won the Super Bowl. Wentz or Foles. And then it's two years of Wentz or Foles. Then it's the whole season of Wentz or Hurts. And then next year, if you go with Hurts, he's going to have two bad games. And Angelo Cataldi is going to climb out of whatever weird grease cocoon he sits in. Uh, and it's just going to go back onto WIP and be like, we should bench Hertz and instead start random fourth round pick guy last name. Max. And then it's the same thing again. Do you, st- do you still own the rights to Randall Cunningham? Uh, I don't know, man. Low key, Talia Tonga Bailoa. Dude, at this point, at this point, I'm going to start trying to get myself fired from the team doing shirtless sit ups in my driveway. Like, you know, you know who you, you know who you need? You know who you need? Here, you need some Fitz magic. Oh God! Oh God! Dude, Colin, <laughs> oh, no. Colin, we're at a point. Colin, we're at a point. We're heading into next year. Both of our teams have the p- 
possibility to be prime Fitzmagic candidates. And well, it's, I, it's a, not a good look for either of us. Wentz to Indianapolis got shut down. So I'm going to come out hard. If they decide to move him, Wentz to the Patriots will become a very real thing. And then Belichick will somehow magically fix him and win 12 Super Bowls. Uh, And Jalen Hurts. I like this image. And then Jalen Hurts will somehow just be terrible forever. And then that'll just be my new life. And then Cam Newton signs with the Eagles. He's played – Hurts has played two games and people are already crowning him like franchise quarterback. Like, oh, man, we got our franchise. We got our franchise quarterback. Wasn't – good two games i know you guys lost but still well good- I, i'll actually say it was a good one game he was fine uh against the saints um he played better but not great he putting up points i guess is the more important thing but he hasn't been looking good and when his mistakes get tape he's gonna need to like fix some things or he's gonna be in trouble um but beside that it's just People are like, oh, man, he's our new franchise quarterback. And I'm like, you guys remember when this city crowned Kevin Cobb the next great Eagles quarterback? Like, stop. Just stop. Pump the brakes, man. Come on. An an absolutely tremendous sentence. Kevin Cobb, franchise quarterback. Kevin Cobb, the first uh, quarterback to ever be uh, fined for a personal foul when he threw a pick and then launched his skull into the opposing player. Um, first time, first time, uh, we're ever going to do this. I'm going to give a live, no more jobs to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it is. It is halftime. They're playing the two 10 and one Cincinnati Bengals with a backup quarterback. They're down 17 to nothing. Oh, I'm the first in the first half. The Pittsburgh Steelers have 40 yards, three turnovers and two first downs. Can I piggyback that and add an additional no more jobs to Juju Smith-Schuster? Because this man dances on the Buffalo Bills logo, makes a TikTok about it. Josh Allen sees it and then says, they can dance on our logo all they want. We're going to kill him on the field. And I just saw today Juju Smith-Schuster out there dancing on the Bengals logo, making another TikTok about it, saying, man, they can say what they want. I'm going to keep being me. Like. And now hey, you're losing to the Bengals. He's having like, hey, he's having a he's having a great day. Targeted four times, two catches for negative six yards. Yeah, dude, maybe just stop dancing on the logo and making TikToks about it. It's one hey, thing Anthony McFarland, like, one carry five yards. It's one thing to like slap the logo or put the ball on the logo when you like win or score a touchdown, but like you're dancing on the logo in warm-ups, TikToking about it. And then getting wrecked. You should just quit TikTok, man. You and Chase Claypool both were doing really good, and then you got really into TikTok, and now you're both trash garbage. So, I will say more, more extra jobs, uh, both in reality and and metaphorically, to the Pittsburgh punter. He has five punts. He's averaging fifty yards a kick. Jake Elliott uh, punted. How did he yesterday. do? Uh, it was actually a pretty fine punt, to be honest. Uh, Decent, decent yardage. He was big, on like big bed rock and a halftime rating of twenty five. <laughs> um, uh, so no more jobs, Pittsburgh Steelers. And even if they come back, no more jobs for this half. Bold, uh, bold predictions. I'll start with that <laughs> one. I've been going with the DJ the Mayhew thing. It's just not moving. Like the Yankees, it looks like are going to get him. Uh, they just need to come together on like twenty million dollars, which 
end of the day, if that's what, uh, if, if the Yankees don't give him that, uh, like that extra $20 million. And I wish I, I, man, I wish I was in a place in my life where I could haggle for $20 million and people would be like, well, you're only giving him an additional $20 million. Right. No, I think the Yankees will come to an agreement. If they don't, we're going to have huge problems and probably need a huge front office overhaul, but we'll get them. We'll get them. So my bold prediction is that the New York Giants will make the playoffs. Ooh, a long-term one. I like it. Yeah, two weeks, but yeah. Fair enough. I didn't know they were adding another wild card. Uh, (laughs) Boom! Roasted New York Giants. Got him. Got him. Got him. Roasted. Uh... Well, so my bold prediction last week was untrue. Des Bryant did play and actually scored a touchdown. So uh, hats metaphorically off to Des Bryant. Um, bold prediction this week. Um, I don't know. I think my bold prediction is that there will be nothing impactful in sports that happens. I don't think any <laughs> – like I think genuinely between like nothing worth talking about exceptionally interesting is going to happen in the next it's like, week. It's Christmas week. So like NBA is starting up. So like, unless a major player gets hurt, that's all you're getting. NFL, the playoff picture is like kind of set except for one division, which is ours. And then like everything else, like. Boy. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I don't, I, I just, that, I don't know if it's even that bold, but like, there's just, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think it's going to be a really quiet week in the sports world. And of That's course, because, prediction. I, because I said that it's gonna somehow wild. it's going to be an absolute wild week where Wayne Gretzky comes out of retirement to play baseball for the Lakewood Blue Crabs or something. And it'll be the strangest thing that's ever happened on the planet. Right. Uh, that was so specific. I'm now convinced it is going to happen. Gretzky to the Blue Crabs. All right. Is that yours? No, uh, my bold <laughs> prediction is uh, next next time we record, the Boston Celtics will be undefeated. I was so close on my last prediction. I'm hoping that that I get this one. I was I was literally one terrible boxing judge away from being spot on with my prediction, but they all correctly scored the fight, like jerks. That's all we got this week for Ben and Colin. I'm Zach. We will see you next time. Have a happy holiday.